Blessed Sunday, Pastor Shane, Worship Without Walls. As we begin today, let us pray. Eternal One, whose thoughts and ways are not ours, you alone are God, awesome, holy, and most high. School us in the ways of faith and wisdom that we, like Job, may learn to truly see and hear, and in humility find blessing. In Christ Jesus' glorious name we pray. Amen. Let us pray. Extravagantly generous God, there is nothing we have. There is nothing we require. There is nothing we long for that does not pale when placed beside the relationship you've offered to us. As we bring our gifts to you, remind us of the covenant you put before Israel. If they will be my people, I will be their God. Receive what we give in gratitude for your invitation and help us be your people, reflected in our love for you and for all your children. We pray this in the name of Jesus, the Christ who gave all there was to give for us. Amen. And brothers and sisters in Christ, I look to you at this time that if you feel so compelled, that the Holy Spirit compels you to do so, and you feel compelled to tithe with us today, you can click the Linktree link and click Tithe with us. Or feel free to email us if you're looking for a physical address to send something to as well, which is newhopewww at gmail.com. Again, anything that gets tied to the ministry goes right back out into helping others, whether it was through our sock drive, our hat, scarves, mitten drive, helping donate to the Scouts food drive, whatever it might be, we put everything back forth into helping others. Now for today, we have three scripture readings that we are going to embark on. The first reading we're going to start with is from Job chapter 42. Verse 1 through 6 and 10 through 17. Then Job answered the Lord, I know that you can do all things, and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. <clears throat> Who is this that hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. Hear. And I will speak, I will question you, and you declare to me, I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you, therefore I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. After the Lord had spoken these words to Job, the Lord said <clears throat> to Eliphaz the Timonite, My wrath is kindled against you and against your two friends, for you have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. We skip forward now to verse 10. And the Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he had prayed for his friends, and the Lord gave 
Job twice as much as he had before. Then there came to him all his brothers and sisters and all who had known him before, and they ate bread with him in his house. They showed him sympathy and comforted him for all the evil that the Lord had brought upon him. And each of them gave him a piece of money and a gold ring. The Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. And he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, and 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 donkeys. He also had seven sons and three daughters. He named the first Jemima, the second Keziah, and the third Karenhupu. In all the land, there were no women so beautiful as Job's daughters, and their father gave them an inheritance along with their brothers. After this, Job lived 140 years and saw his children and his children's children four generations. And Job died old and full of days. Let us turn now to our second reading, which comes from the book of Hebrews. 7th chapter, verses 23 through 28. Furthermore, the former priests were many in number because they were prevented by death from continuing in office. But he holds his priesthood permanently because he continues forever. Consequently, he is able for all time to save those who approach God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them. For it was fitting that we should have such a high priest, holy, blameless, undefiled, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. Unlike the other high priest, he has no need to offer sacrifices day after day, first for his own sins, and then for those of the people. This he did once for all, when he offered himself. For the law appoints as high priests those who are subject to weakness. But he, the word of the oath, which came later than the law, appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. We turn now to our final reading for today, which comes from the Gospel of Mark, the 10th chapter. Verses 46 through 52. They came to Jericho. As he and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, 
What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. And Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. And immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. And this brings me to this morning's word. In all of these scriptures, there's a common denomination, a common feel, and through faith. But this morning's word, or sermon, I've entitled Seeing Differently. And we all know when it comes to seeing things in the world, the first thing we think of is eyesight. Now, I can tell all of you right now that currently, if I remove my glasses like this, I can't even tell fully that I'm on a screen coming to you, let alone the words that I wrote down on the page in front of me as notes for this message. I cannot read the scripture in front of me, yet... I know the scripture passages in my heart that the Lord wants me to know. Yet, ironically, many of us overlook eyesight on things. We overlook the ability to see light and colors, shadows or darkness. We overlook the things to be able to see right or wrong, near or far. Many of us sit there and forget about the things in which we were made to know and embrace and love and see in this world. We overlook the beauty that the Lord has given us in this world. And sometimes it's because we are too close to the things that are taking place in this world. Yet, this week I actually had my eye exam for the first time in a few years to find out that unfortunately, yes, my vision has gotten a little bit worse. However, I was able to find out that the health of my eyes is still good. The health of my vision is still there. Even if my sight might be failing a little bit more at a time where I need a stronger prescription. Yet, in life, when we look at things, we look at things from only our perspective. And not the perspective of someone else. We tend to look at things from only our point of views. But our point of views are only as good as the lenses of which we are looking out of. Again, if I take off these lenses currently, and I don't have contacts right now, so I have no lenses to see clearly of the truth and the light and the way. Yet, my eyes are still healthy.
But if I put back on my lenses, I can see more clearly. I can see better. But why do we need to have specific lenses to see clearly? And I understand that there are many things in life that can influence us of how we see things. I truly do, brothers and sisters. But however, the most important thing that we should have to influence the way we see things, whether we have our lenses on or not, we are able to see clearly through the gospel. We are able to see clearly through Christ's teachings. Let us look right into the Gospel of Mark. Now, again, once I say, if I take these lenses off, I cannot see pretty much anything. Yes, I can see color. Yes, I can see light. Yes, I can see shadows. I cannot tell my own facial features right now. I cannot read the words in this scripture book, and I cannot read the words of my notes. So yes, in order to continue, I do need to put my lenses back on. However, we see in the Gospel of Mark that a blind man knows that Christ is walking and coming, and he shouts out to him, Son of David, have mercy on me. And what happens next? When he shouts out, but many are sternly yelling at him, Be quiet. Stop it. You're making a spectacle of yourself. Yet he instead, in the face of adversity, continued to yell and cry out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. To the point where he got Christ's attention and Christ called him forward. We see in the Gospel of Mark today that the blind man knew Jesus was coming based on his faith in Christ, his faith that Christ could heal and save him. Now, brothers and sisters, this is an ultimate message because a blind man does not see shadow, does not see color, does not see light, sees darkness, sees nothing. Yet through faith, he knew Christ was coming and through faith, he was saved. As we see moving forward in our scripture, it was through faith where Christ looks at him and says, what do you want from me, for me to do for you? And the blind man boldly says, my teacher, and he humbled himself by saying my teacher because he's acknowledging Christ as a teacher to all. Let me see again. All he asked was for his vision to be healed. And Christ replied, saying, Go, your faith has made you well. Go, your faith has made you well. And I'm going to fast forward track and turn over to Job. And I'm going to turn over to Job for real quick. Because we see in the book of Job... That he's humbled, but he's also satisfied. We see in Job that no matter what happened in his life, 
every ounce of evil that was allowed to take place and happen to him, he still stayed faithful to God. He still stayed faithful to his Lord. And by his faith, we saw in Job that he was healed. Let us read through this again. Because Job said, just as we begin in Job, he said, Lord, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Think about this. And then the Lord goes on and says to the other two that they have not spoken of me what is right as my servant Job has. Job continuously spoke praises of the Lord day in and day out, no matter what he went through. Job continued. And we see in verse 10 that the Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he had prayed for his friends. And the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had been had before. Think about this. Job stayed faithful. And just as the blind man in the Gospel of Mark's vision was restored through his faith, Job's health was restored. All the evil was taken away. And Job was restored the fortunes. In fact, twice as much of the fortunes that he had before when he prayed for his friends to be And it says at the end of this that after all was restored, Job lived 140 years. He was able to see his children and his children's children. And he died old and full of days. He didn't die of regret. He didn't die with the what ifs. But Job died full. And in all of Job's days, he stayed faithful to the Lord. He stayed steadfast in the Lord. We see similarly. We talk of the new covenant we talk of the blood of Christ, and we talk about the almighty priesthood of Christ. We see Christ was made as the high priest, and his priesthood never dies. We see in Hebrews how he was sacrificed. And he sacrificed himself as the almighty sacrifice for our sins, so he does not have to have many priests come after him, for he is the one and the only. 
and through his sacrifice he saved us. But unlike the other priests, he has no need to offer sacrifices day after day for his own sins and then for those of the people. This he did once for all when he offered himself. See, Christ offered himself for us, brothers and sisters. Christ gave his life for us so that we may eventually be saved. But as we see, in our scriptures from today we have to see things differently to be able to obtain it as we saw job attained his healing his restoration by staying faithful the blind man the beggar Bartimaeus had his sight restored by staying faithful. And it is because they saw things differently. Because, brothers and sisters, they didn't see things as the world saw them. Remember, as we spoke about Job in these past weeks, we saw even his own wife tried to get him to just give up. Give up his belief, his faith in God. And I'm sure this beggar, as we saw in scripture today, had people telling him to be quiet, stop. But their, both of them, their faith saw them through to their salvation, to their healing. And just as it is written in scripture, in Hebrews, we see Christ as the almighty priesthood. That through him, we get to the Father. Through him we get to the heavenly gates. We have to see things differently. We have to see things as Christ would see them. Now, when I read out of our hymnal of an upward look, it came from the book of Revelations. And it talked about no day will the gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameless or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. That Lamb is Jesus Christ. And to be written in his book of life, Brothers and sisters, you need to have faith and belief in him. You need to see things differently. When we walk about our days in this world, let us not look at things as the world does, full of hatred, full of deceit, full of prejudgment. Instead, let us look at things as Christ would, out of compassion, out of love, out of light, out of empathy, for one another, 
See, for far too often we see on social media, we see on the news, we see in every aspect of this world where evil can brew its head. We see where sin can take us and tear us away from Christ. And yet, we have the ability to fight back. We are armed with everything possible that we need through Scripture to fight in not only spiritual warfare, but in the warfare internally. And brothers and sisters, I wouldn't share this to you if I didn't believe it myself. I wouldn't be here preaching this to you, reading Scripture, sharing the Word, if I didn't believe it myself. I wouldn't sit there and stress of not only Job's faith, but Bartimaeus' faith, and how both of their lives were restored, Bartimaeus' sight and Job's riches and wealth and life, to the point where Job's days, he died full of days, basically meaning full of life. He had everything he ever needed, and through his faith, he left the flesh world to world eternal. But he walked a hard life to get there. And I say this as an example to you, brothers and sisters, that yes, you may walk a hard life to get there. Don't lose faith. Don't lose hope. Look through different lenses. If these lenses don't work, find different ones, brothers and sisters, that will help you see the good in the world that will help you see the Lord's light in the world, in the darkness. Help yourself to see all that this world can offer, whether it be the beauty of a sunrise, the sweet music of birds singing, whether it be a sunset, whether it be the brightness of a moon, Whatever it might be, look through the eyes of the Lord. Look for that love. Look for that hope. Look for that light. And ultimately, brothers and sisters, when we live our lives through that, we start seeing differently. We no longer see things from the point of negativity, but we see things from the point of joy, from a point of hope. And ultimately our lives change where we no longer have a point of disgust, of angst, but a calming peace over our lives. Now, yes, we have no control over when our days might come, but we have control over how we see things and perceive things. We have control over what we do within the days that we are granted on this life, on this earthly plane. And we have the decision and the choice of how we choose to interact with others. May we no longer see things from a right or wrong in only a one narrow-minded lens way, but let us see things boldly and brightly in the light 
of the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come to you today, we thank you for the teachings. We thank you for the examples in the book of testimonies, stories. In the Bible, we look to you and we thank you for the message of Job. We thank you for the story of the healing of Bartimaeus. Lord, we look to you and we ask that you open our eyes to see so that we may start seeing things in this world differently. Grant us, O oh Lord, the same healing grace that you did upon Job, upon the beggar. Let it be through our faith in your Son, Jesus Christ, that we may receive this blessing, that we may be able to see the world differently than others. That we may be able to see the world through your light, through the lenses of your love and your mercy. That no longer shall we be stuck in a world full of hatred or torment or darkness. But that we may find true hope and peace through your strength, through your light, and through the vision that you have granted to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. And now, brothers and sisters in Christ, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace, brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen and amen. Are you looking for some Christian-based apparel to wear? Masks, hoodies, shirts, possibly women's leggings? Then look no further than checking out our Teespring store at teespring.com backslash stores backslash worship dash without dash walls. It's all custom designed from us here at Worship Without Walls. Again, that is teespring.com backslash stores backslash worship dash without dash walls. Hope you find something you like for you or your loved ones. Have a blessed day.